This is the Tar Life Podcast from Team Anderson Realty, where we talk about all things real estate, give a behind the scenes peek of the adventures of buyers, sellers, and agents. Get tips and tricks as a home buyer, a home seller, or listing agent. We put the real in real estate. And now your host, top producing mega agent, Erica Anderson. Thank you for joining us. This is Tar Life, episode four. I have the incredible Katie Battaglia. She is a top producing agent within the firm and my co-host, Melody Tate. We're going to be leading this by talking about Ireland. Oh, yes. So we spoke about Egypt before and we also did. So we went directly from the U.S. to Ireland. Then we made our way to Greece, and then we ended in Egypt. Oh, my gosh. So we're kind of, we're not going in any specific order, but we thought that Ireland would be kind yeah. of a nice change. And it's on my bucket list. Oh, sure. it was it so much fun. And it's yeah. so much fun, in my opinion, when you're traveling, especially if you can get two weeks, if it's in the same vicinity. And Africa is not really, but it sort of is. You know, if we're mm. talking about Kenya, that would be kind of a different, you probably need an extra week. But we did, was it five days or six days in Ireland? Five. Five days. Wow. Five yeah. whole days. So we get there. And the first place, so my office manager, who's also my aunt, Diane, she coordinated this and she did an unbelievable job. She had this itinerary and she would talk to us and see what we wanted to do, like the the stuff that's touristy and then the places we wanted to stay. So we started with a castle. Oh, it was Amazing. And I don't even do you remember the name of it? I don't, but it's like you pulled up and I mean it was sixteen hundreds castle. So yeah. not like like something out of Nora Roberts novel. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Yes. It had like the traditional courtyard. It had these beautiful stained glass windows, view oh, wow. of the gardens yeah. and a like a lake or a pond from your breakfast vet, like your breakfast area. They had a really delicious dining experience too. Oh yeah, for dinner. Yeah, for dinner. Yeah, we had breakfast and then we would eat there at nighttime. But the rooms were exquisite. Oh, they were. And then, I mean, really, I don't think it was that. I mean, I think it was maybe four or five hundred dollars a night. Yeah. It, it wasn't ridiculous. Okay. For what you got, and I think the add-ons for breakfast were not. So if anybody wants to know where we went, feel free to just message us and we can give you the actual itinerary for the trip. And that will go into more details yeah. about what we did. But so, Melody, tell me, what was the thing that you were expecting? And then what was your favorite thing about Ireland? I think I was expecting everything to be like truly green. Like, because that's everything you always yeah, say. Yeah, like Right. Like just green and rain. So... Everything. I mean, I felt like, yes, Ireland was super pretty. And depending right. on like where we went, we saw it was different things. But I guess we were on the countryside at first. Yes. So we were pretty rural. So I think it took us like an hour and a half from the airport to get to We where... should start with Diane got rental cars. Oh, yes. oh, no. So her friend, who's our family friend, Vivian, meets us at the airport. And Diane is very savvy with money. So she's always saving money. And she got two tiny vehicles well, and there were she'd asked for like a wait. big one but big for them and big for us very, very different. different she didn't go like bigger though she didn't go the biggest she could have gone because it was like an upgrade so so did got, your bags fit first question so we had six so we have six people right yeah, and then we have the family friend vivian and we all have two bags because this is two weeks large yeah. cases and we're yeah. talking 
vastly different places you're going to. Right. Yes. What kind of vehicles would you describe these as? Like like a little Kia size initially, like a little crossover vehicle. And so we're sitting there and we're like, okay, this is going to be a problem. So we upgraded and we got a like an Audi sedan, which believe it or not, like a traditional four-door sedan was enormous compared to what we were going to get. Oh, yeah. And my father was like, all right, so Diane and Vivian took the crossover. We folded the back seats down. We like Tetris. Tetris. Yeah. Put everything in. And then we stuffed things in the sedan and it worked. But for a hot minute, we thought we'd have to get a third vehicle. And driving on the left side of the road. Oh, God. I was constantly carsick. Oh, constantly. it was crazy. I'm like, I don't think I'm prepared to be that person. And so <laughs> we're going to preface this by Diane's probably going to be like, don't talk about this. But she got full coverage on these vehicles, which was yeah. the smartest thing you could do. She did not spare an expense with that. And she hit every curb that she possibly could. She popped a tire before her first stop. Yeah, and so we have no. got pictures in. of the, the vehicle, the rental on a lift, like a jack, like, and we're sitting at this Irish pub, the oldest pub in Ireland, waiting for this tire to get changed. And she's like, how it happens? It just like exploded. And it's just like, well, there was a bridge and the curves were kind of close. And I just kind of like hit it. And I, she, she was with the Melody and they hit a cone. Yeah, I And I that. came up with my husband and, and it was like, you know, I think. Jennifer was in the back or she was in the front and I was in the back. And I was like, oh, there's a cone. Like somebody hit that. Like, that's weird. And then she mentioned that Diane was the one. It was like in the middle of the like, road. Fine. It was, it was just, it was out too far. But the roads are like awesome. really narrow. They're right. Extremely narrow. So, and you're driving on the opposite side. So when you're not used to that, you instantly like panic a little bit. But, and the roads are very windy too. Yeah. They yeah. were really tight with oncoming. You feel like they're going to hit you because you are driving on the right side of the vehicle when you're used to the left. So you feel like these people are coming straight at exactly. you. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So just close your eyes and drive. Well, it's better a cone than a person. And yeah. you know that the reason why they drive on the left side of the road? Why? It was because knights or people, when they were traveling via horseback, they needed to grab their right hand and their sword. If somebody was going to attack them. Do you also know that's why we mount horses from the left side? No. It's because of knights, because their sword was that on their makes left sense. And you can't swing a sword over the horse with your leg. You know, it makes more sense to me anyways to mount on the left side. Like, doing it the other way just doesn't feel no, natural. feel natural. Right? Like, I just don't think that that should even be a thing. I know some people <laughs> like to mount on both sides, so the horse is not, you know, used to one way or another. But I disagree with that. Yeah. So, okay, tell us your favorite spot. Now that we've prefaced this by it's been, it was a journey to get to the castle. I think the very first day there was probably like my favorite. So we drove out even more to the countryside and we decided to go hiking. It was raining, but it's always raining a little bit there and it was pretty chilly. But we hiked. So we decided to like jump this fence. I'm pretty sure it was someone's land. We jumped to this fence and there was just sheep everywhere. And I was like, I just want to pet a sheep. Just fought a pet of sheep. They're like, their sheep are like our cows. (laughs) So, I mean, they're just everywhere. So, we jumped this fence and went up this huge hill. And it was just exploring that day. And just, it was really nice. The sheep did not hang out with us. They did. They They were like, like, peace out. We're leaving. Absolutely not. I think Chad jumped this little pen where they were closer. And he was like, are they going to 
attack me? I was like, who cares? Like, they're sheep. Like, these aren't wolves. Like, you're not going into, like, the tiger's den. I was like, come on. Like, they might headbutt you or something, but you're good. And so he gets in there and I'm like, you know, the the farmer might be shooting us or something crazy. But nobody bothered us. Nobody did. But it, it was. The hiking was really cool and, like, the sceneries. And it looked straight yeah. up, like, out of a movie. And we went to the Cliffs of Moore. Yeah, that was up best view I've ever seen in my life. Can you imagine if there was like a house with that beautiful, it reminded me of Big Sur in California, Mm -hmm. but even better in ways. It was just a phenomenal. Now there was a lot more tourists there. I I had this vision that we were going to this remote location and it wouldn't be that touristy, but I mean, it was like buses. It's like a top 10 spot. It is. Why wouldn't I think that there's going to be a lot of tourists? But everybody was really nice. You like had no the Blarney problem. Stone. Exactly. Oh, yeah. 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 You know, you shouldn't kiss. No, because they, they urinate on it. Yeah, at night. Yeah. Yeah. We had locals that were like, don't do it because people pee in it at night because they think it's funny that the tourists. Oh, my. Yeah. So I was like, well, well let's just skip that because, you know, we're not even going to go there. So we also stayed, our next little area that we went to was this, was it like a manor? It was, and we rented the whole thing. Like Pride yeah. and Prejudice, what? kind of. Mm-hmm. It was beautiful. Absolutely. Favorite movie. 16, I know, me too, Darcy. It was really cool. So we had this amazing man, his name was Aaron, and he had this castle that he owned nearby. It was 500 acres, and he would come over to this, 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 um, call it a man I guess I call it a manor but this beautiful place and he would cook us breakfast from scratch and he would use organic vegetables or things from his own garden and so we got to know him a little bit better and he invited us to his castle Bushertown Bushertown yes but Bushertown Massive. It was like 500 acres or something. It was 500 acres. Yeah, Come on over owned, to my castle. It was, exactly. Oh, no biggie. That's, he's like, just it was leave a castle so and cool. we'll cook for you. We were like, you own a castle. It is like on 500 acres. I mean, it was really. Oh he had horses and he had a thoroughbred. It was a steeple chaser. So, really? yeah. So he got this gelding off the track apparently a year prior. And he was an older steeplechaser, so I think 12 or 13. So he had steeplechased. He was a war horse, as they call them in America. Right. And beautiful, had four socks and blades. And then he had this Irish draft horse that was like his baby. And Jennifer and I had this great idea. We were like, can we ride your horses? And he was like, yeah, sure. But apparently in Ireland, they're just kind of like they go with the flow. And I was like, all right, I'm expecting these like, European well-trained horses and I didn't realize it but he had only ridden them once maybe twice in the oh, past no. like three months and so I I got on this Irish draft because she was 16 three and so I felt like Jennifer who used to have horses when she was younger I felt like she'd be more comfortable on the 16 one hand horse and so she got on but I could just tell that he was getting kind of I really thought for a hot second that she was going to get taken off on. And I was like, tighten your reins. More, more, more. And so she had never ridden English. So she was a Western rider. So it was like totally foreign to her. And I I rode this mare and I probably looked like I had zero riding experience because she was kind of mulish. Mm-hmm. She was like, ah, no. Yeah, she was spicy. And then she was like throwing her head down and like going to try and buck me. And I was like, this is not fun. Like he was like, yeah, you want to like canter? No, 
No, we barely <laughs> trotted and she was going to kill me. And I was like, okay, now I do think she was like a breeding horse before he got her. And he does some advanced um, fox hunting. Hunting, yeah. And so he does some crazy, like, I just think he has a connection with her that some random person's not going to have. And he was like, yeah, she kind of had a little injury that she like a ligament. And so Mm -hmm. she was recovering from that. And I was like, well, I would get that checked because maybe it's causing her pain. But I think she was just like, get this witch off me. Right. (laughs) And so so I was like, all right, well, Jennifer, can I ride the gelding? Because surely he's better. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm thinking that this Aaron, I thought he had put all this like dressage training or something. So he, he would give to the bed or something. No. No. And so he was like, hey, you want to like canter? And I was like, yeah, I want to canter because I'm thinking this is the better horse. This is a better horse. Like he's going to be great for me. So he starts cantering his mare who started give he get she gives him some lip. And I'm like, good, because, you know, if she's given him lip, then that's fine. Then he starts throwing his I don't know if you saw the video, but he throws his legs up and he's hopping and like just going and I'm just pushing him forward and I'm like no no and then we're like it was so funny and so he did this like two or three times with me and I was like I rode through it he wasn't that naughty but I was like I think I'm good like I I think I'm good like I feel like I had this Irish experience Irish horse riding and we still had Greece and Egypt to go to and all I needed was to fracture my back or have something crazy but he was so generous to let us ride and he was so laid back he's like yeah like whatever like you should be used to this and I'm like I'm like, well, he was I barely host. ride anymore. He was awesome. Yeah. And his horses I were sweet. I love that he came and like cooked you breakfast, even he, though he had Every morning. Yeah. And then ev- he ended up cooking our last meal for us. Yeah. And it was phenomenal. Oh, it was delicious. He is a, ma- he's not literally a master chef, but he is a master at his craft. And Gosh. he is wow. such a great host. And I cannot recommend now. I think he's allowing people to stay at his place. And I really recommend just the fact that he's an amazing host. He's an amazing cook. The the grounds are phenomenal. One place that I would recommend that people stay. He's remodeling the whole castle, though, like room by room. But he he was a great host. Yeah. Cooking is phenomenal. I had eggs benedict for the first time over there. So. Yeah. Yeah. She was like, he's like, she does some adventurous (laughs) eating on this trip. Let's talk about the food. It's very, how would you describe it? It's almost American-ish for breakfast. It is, it for sure. And th- there was, what was it? Um, liver. Liver pudding and blood pudding for every morning for breakfast. It, it's actually pretty good. Really? Um, but like I didn't eat a lot of it. Nope. I'm not that adventurous, but it was actually good. Porridge, you know, eggs, sausage. It, it was good. It's a really hearty breakfast. All the food's really heavy. It's not like in Germany and Austria where you get sliced meat. Right. A uh, hard-boiled egg and a croissant. Like, it's just, it's more, there's more, it's a more robust meal, which I appreciated. But I would say in Egypt and Greece, they really did. Everywhere. Had I was not disappointed food. this whole yeah. trip. But the food was, nothing was odd about the Irish meal. It was delicious. Traditional Irish breakfast everywhere. What else did we do? We just traveled a lot. We spent a lot of time in the car. We went into the city and ate once. We went to the oldest, or was it the oldest whiskey distillery? Yep, and they just that started running cool. it again. Yeah. That's awesome. That was really good. So we got some eye and the taste testing, so it was good, and it was Irish interesting. Mm-hmm. So, um, but that was Ireland. Yep, five days of it. I know. And five so days. we will, we'll go into Greece next and how, oh, fin- I know, that's Mel's favorite. But it's- we're going to talk today about 
second homes. And we have, between Melody and I, in the last two years, she bought a Beach Mountain house. She renovated it. Completely. She's renting it. Yes. And then I bought a house on Lake James. That's It's a lake house with a mountain view, but also an oceanfront beach property. But neither of these properties were turnkey. And actually, none of them were. None of them were. Which is so much fun. So we're going to get in with that. And Katie, it would be amazing if you think about questions that the consumer, if, yeah, if they've never bought a second home or in these specific areas, like let's say they had a mountain house, but they didn't have a beach house, we love your questions while we go into it. So we're going to start with, I'm going to start with my lake house. We'll go into your your beach mountain house and then we'll finish with the, the beach. So the lake house, Lake James, 1970 Peninsula lot, slab foundation. It has a boathouse on it. It needed uh, some work done everywhere. Like it literally was. It had problems with erosion. So if you pick a property that is, let's say it's on a peninsula or it's in a mountainous area and it's down on, off the, the mountain or the hilly side, you're going to get a lot of the water runoff. And right. so... We had $70,000 that the seller paid to correct some of the runoff issues that we negotiated. And my father saw all of this stuff before we bought it. And he was like, do not buy this house. And I was like, I'm buying it. (laughs) 70,000 didn't even cover probably. No, no. And we still have a few areas that we're not done. But it starts, every project that I do starts with, we're just going to do a little bit. And then we do. we always start. But you know, I told Melody in hindsight, I was like, you're not going to just do that. She was like, yes, I am. I'm really going to be very strict with what I do. And I'm I like, that's Doug. I'm like, Doug, what do you think? He's like, just, just go with it. Just, just go with it. Re- open it up for rental season. And that just, I think it was started with a bathroom renovation. Yeah. And he, I always take Doug's advice. But this time I was like, I'll just do one thing. And then it oh, yeah. spilled out from there. He was like, look at the kitchen. And I'm like, it's pretty rough. Like, it's not rough, but it was like, you have the most beautiful bathrooms, multiple. And you are doing an amazing job. So, like, that's your feature, featured area. So, but with our house at the lake, it was, we had foundation issues on the boathouse. So, mm-hmm. they laid in 1970, this boathouse foundation, not on any footings. So, it was on a sandy coast. It's not coastal, but sandy beachside. And so, it, like, fluctuated and huge cracks were in the wall and the cement slab was just I mean lifting like six inches up wow and I knew it when we bought it I didn't even need a structural engineer out I was like this is a problem and so I ended up having ramjack come out they put I think it was six helical helical can I always butcher that pier so they went down to bedrock they stabilized it and they actually had to drill down past the cement and then they went down and then they patched it it was about 15000 which is still significant, but a lot better than it could have been. Right. I had some people that really didn't know how to tackle that. But luckily, the Charlotte Ramjack went out there, and they did a really great job. And I felt like, you know, they they really did the, what it needed without costing like thirty, forty thousand, 40000 because that's what my fear was. How far is Lake James from Charlotte? It's probably about an hour and a half. It's three and a half hours from Raleigh. My husband picked the location because he wanted a clean water, mountain views, and Lake James is one of the cleanest lakes in the country. Can you ski on it? You can. Yeah. You can jet ski. So we have jet skis. It came with a boat, like a little 19-footer. 
So we just use that. And the house itself is this ranch. And we didn't do, the only thing we didn't touch was the main tile that was done not that long ago, but everything else was totally redone. It had a pink 1970 bathroom. There were all these like holes in the wall and no like drywall or anything. It was just like random holes like everywhere throughout the house. And we were like, oh, that's so weird. Like there were bugs that could access it from the attic. And so we spent a solid year renovating that. And our final thing is we want to rent out the boathouse once we finish that. But we moved on to our beach house though quickly. We couldn't quite finish that. So does the boathouse have other rooms or is it just? Yeah. So it's like a one room with a bathroom and it looks, it's like both of the the views are like panoramic. It's like unbelievable kind of view. Like, do you remember the mountain? Really? Oh, that's what it reminds me of. It's it's just, it's unbelievable. And it was one of those labors of love, but it was so, it was sweat equity all the way like not your average like most people just rip it down and start over but we didn't have those kind of funds right. so we were like nope like we're and I told the seller that that's why he paid the 70,000 I said look like you were planning on ripping this down and you didn't do any maintenance but there are things that are happening that are it's way it's a comprehensive problem so we but we we went way over budget on that property anyways but, but it's so worth it oh my gosh so now that it's renovated have you started renting it out yet no, so I have to do the boathouse. We probably won't rent the main house out because I went crazy with some of the furnishings and the finishes. But the boathouse will still be very nice, mm-hmm. but just something that's just more intimate. So we won't have large groups that they can have. It's such a cool experience. It's like being in a treehouse on a lake. It would be a very like a romantic getaway. Oh, nice. oh yeah. You yeah. can use the, the, it has a double, like a two-story dock. It's beautiful swimming, like kind of lagoon area. So you don't have to be right off the main peninsula where some of the traffic is. Sounds really ideal. Yeah, It's Lake James. I highly recommend. We do have agents that work out there too. Yeah. Are you looking to relocate to the Triangle? Many people have decided that North Carolina is the perfect place to move. And for good reason. The weather is fantastic year round with no heavy yearly snows and gorgeous autumn color change. If you choose the Raleigh or Charlotte area, within a couple hours, you could be relaxing on the beach or enjoying the beautiful mountains. Many people choose to have a home base in Raleigh, Charlotte, or their surrounding areas and second homes, vacation properties in the mountains and or the beach so that they can have the best of all the North Carolina has to offer. When relocating to North Carolina, the clear choice is Team Anderson Realty. Let our experience and market knowledge get you into your dream home smoothly and without delay. We look forward to the opportunity to work with you. Call us day or night at 919-610-5126. That's 919-610-5126. Or visit teamandersonrealty.com today. So tell us about your, what's the name of it? Whiskey Retreat. So it's a roundhouse. That's kind of where the name came from. But so the walls on the inside are like a panel, like the old 1980s, like, but not the slick. But it was like textured brown panel, whole house. It's two bedrooms, about 1,600 square feet. It's two-story. So we bought that one. It's about three and a half hours from Raleigh as well. So you'll go to Banner Elk and then go up the mountain. So it's a mile from the ski resort, which is awesome. Um, It has Western views, which 
why we bought the property because Eric was like, you have to buy it for the views because you don't. Nobody wants to stay somewhere where they don't have views, right? Yeah. So we bought it for the view, and they then we, clear cut some of the view. They they topped it, right? Yeah. So we bought the lot behind us, and nobody could buy, you know, build there. So we've got the lot behind us, and that gives us a clear view. So we've got that lot as well. We thought about putting like a tiny home back there or something to rent, but yeah. we wouldn't have views because you got to be up pretty high, right? Um. So we have good views, but it started out. The bathroom was it was also pink and it had carpet in it. Everything had carpet. What year was it built? 1980. Oh, yeah. So it hasn't been touched. I love the style choices that so, we come across in this oh, yeah. business. Pink toilet. Oh, yeah. Uh, like, Let's bring that back. Toilet. You're going to regret with that carpet decision. Underneath. With carpet. Sounds so sanitary it was and so awesome. sanitary. But when you got in the shower, like, I'm a pretty small person. And when I got in the shower, like, I couldn't open my arms. Like, that's how, like, tight it was. So I was like. Like a boat one, right? Yeah. So I was like. Okay, the first thing we have to do is blow this wall out. And he's like, you know, my husband was like, we're going to blow a wall out. And I'm like, yep, we're going to blow the wall out. We're going to make the shower wider. We're going to move the toilet over. Just let's do the bathroom because there was a crack in the shower pan. So we knew we had to do it anyway. So we Sounds started, perfectly reasonable to me. Yeah. Perfectly reasonable. So $10,000 later Go all just out. on a bathroom. And then it was like the only the bathroom was upgraded. So then we kind of started moving. But it took us also a solid year to do the renovations. We just finished it. and. Now, they had done the outside, right? Like The, the outside. So they put a new roof on, new decking on, because its elevation is 5,500. So it's mm-hmm. the highest town in all of eastern United States. Oh, that is, I did not know that. Yeah. What so a fun fact. It's always foggy or rainy or wet up there a lot. So mm-hmm. um, there's no AC in the summertime because there's no humidity up there. And it doesn't really get above like 75. So you just run fans. Mm-hmm. So it's. It's just a perfect location, but everything gets really wet. So we, they painted the outside, did all the decking, and put a new roof on for us. And then we had to so everything. We nothing came back on the inspection that was like, oh my gosh, this is scary. It was more of everything on the inside just outdated. So we just went with it. But yeah, we spent a year upgrading it to the everything from the floors, the ceiling. Wow, she did a phenomenal job. Now, how difficult. Was it for both of you to renovate a property that's almost four hours away from where you live? It's a great question. Pretty hard. You got to find, like, we ended up finding someone, like, he could do everything. So he did the painting. We did a lot ourselves. So, like, my husband pulled up all the carpet and laid all the flooring. He did all the outlets in the house. Like, weekends, right? Yeah. So he'd go up there every weekend consistently. But you'd have to go up there, like, Thursday night and stay because it's so far. Yeah. But we did have a contractor that did, like, the big stuff for us. But we did all the little stuff. We had, my father was, now my father's 72, and he can do everything, and so can my uncle. But he prefers not to do everything. He really enjoys putting in, like, niches and doing those finishing touches. And I was getting kind of desperate because we had some estimates done and these people were not getting back to us. It seemed like they were unprofessional and I was freaking out. And randomly, this guy, uh, he he was on a boat and he knew the former owners. And so we got to talking and he goes, he's on this boat. And I'm like, do you know anybody that can renovate this property? (laughs) And he's like, I think I do. And so he got my phone number and he called this man. His name is Steve Ward. And Steve Ward at first was like, nope, I'm full. I do not need more clients. Uh, I can't. I can't do it. And he thought about it some more. And so he could have bought our property in like 1995 for like, I think he said 200, 250,000. Oh, wow. 
crazy. And so he really couldn't have swung it at the time. And I totally know where he's coming from, but he always felt like he had a connection with that property. And so he was like, you know what? It's kind of full circle. If I can have my touch on this and still be part of it, the journey of it. So he called that guy, Chris, back and he said, you know, I can, I'll do it. I'll meet with them. So he meets with me, Steve, recommended Steve by Ward. Oh my gosh. He, if you're in the Lake James area, if you can even get him, like he's a, a magician. And so comes to the house and I started like Melody, except for they didn't do anything on the outside, but luckily it's brick. And I was like, yeah, can you like replace some shingles and like, you know, like do a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And then he was pretty much like, well, your roof is shot and, uh, you know, like you can't really do that. And I go, okay, well, we'll replace it. And I had my roofing company come out from Raleigh, Avila's. They are amazing. So they did a metal roof, which was needed because we can get 70 mile per hour gusts. Yeah. You should have seen them doing that roof. I was like, I just want you to know that sometimes it gets crazy. They were like, where are we for like a few hours? That's how it is at beach. The wind Oh, it's crazy. It's crazy just being up so oh, yeah. high, I think. But yeah. like Steve did everything we needed. He made the house absolutely beautiful. He is a lifesaver. He even did the landscaping that wow. I had this vision and I couldn't. I couldn't finish it. And I gave him my drawing and I was like, please, like people were wanting ridiculous money for something that was relatively simple. And he did River Rock, like he just did an amazing job. And so the main thing is, is you have to find a, like trusted vendors. And if you can't have somebody that's there, like my father, to just kind of be present because he's so picky. If he wasn't there, like Steve luckily has an attention to detail like no, none other. But it would have had to be a weekend thing. Yeah. And it's a long drive. So we were at the same place because we'd have to pass her place yeah. to my place. Oh, so wow. She'd be like, I'm at the lake. I'm like, I'm headed to the beach. She, yeah, yeah. She's going to see it next weekend yes. for the first time. We should talk about that in one of our episodes to yeah. just see what you think about the view. But yeah. I should upload before and after pictures. We I should. Do. And I, you know, I, you know, I do have some Realtor.com pictures that are. So do I, yeah. They are phenomenal. They are like bathrooms and yeah. carpet. I've had an Instagram. I had carpet page in our bathroom too. It was yeah. very, it was fancy. It was so gross. But yeah, I did an Instagram page and people. So I rent, I just started renting it out. How much is it a night? It depends. So we do friends and family. Typically, if I don't know you, I generally charge $200 a night. Which and is a great the, deal. And then the cleaning fee. But if I know How you, many does it sleep? So we get. I'm queen in the master, queen in the second bedroom, plus a twin size in the second bedroom, and then a queen pullout. So essentially seven. Mm-hmm. We have an air mattress there if somebody really wants it to. But if I know you, it's like $180 per night. But it's so close to everything. And, and honestly, we chose, when you're thinking about buying a second property that's for an investment, we wanted something that was always going to be rented. So, of course, the ski season's great. It starts Thanksgiving weekend, and it goes from there until the end of March, I think. But then it's also great for like hiking and all these other things you can do. They turn the ski lift into, there's a brewery at the top of the mountain. Oh, awesome. So you take the ski lift up in the springtime in the fall and you can grab a beer, see the view, and then ride it down. And then they also, in the summertime, they turn the mountain. So where you would normally ski down, they turn it into a bike trail. So people come up to bike. So it's for like, it's just very versatile. Yeah, exactly. So I feel like it's somewhere that would always rent. And that's what we liked it. So, because I wanted the beach, 
actually the beach. And my husband was like, nope, let's do the mountains. So I was like, you can have the mountains first. I'm getting the beach next. Yeah. She has the beach place. And I'm like, I don't need to. I'll just go to her house. I'm telling you. I think she's going to go in July. July. Yeah. July. Yeah. yeah. So, awesome. so I, my dad was like, my dad's always been a beach guy. He lived on the intercoastal in Florida for a few, you know, a few times. And he just loves it. So I was like, you know what, dad? Let's just see what's out there. And I was going to wait a year. And it just so happens that I found a, a for sale by owner that was, so this is Oceanfront Oak Island on West Beach Drive. And it's called The Tides. And it is absolutely amazing. It's six bedrooms, three and a half bathrooms, two kitchens. One so or two upstairs, stories. Two stories. It's like one and a half. So upstairs you have two full, like one full bathroom, two bedrooms a like living area and a kitchen. Oh, wow. But With it's all the appliances. Front. Like, yeah. it's literally like da, 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 water. Oh, my God. <laughs> Throw rock. And then it's there's like so, oceans there. It's really, but it sleeps 19, right? Sleeps 19. What? Yeah. It's amazing. So, anyways, I got like, I found this house and I was like, you know, I was like, they had been trying to sell it for about seven years. Wasn't it nine for sale years? by owner? It was for sale by owner. I found it on Zillow and I just reached out to them and I pretty much said, they had just reduced it. And I was like, look, it's not that I don't think that your price is worth it, but I'm only willing to go here. And this is my reasoning. And at the time, I was going to just accept it as is. Now, I learned very quickly that oceanfront is now waterfront in general with like lakes, totally different animal. When it comes to erosion, like our old owner of our lake house spent like $200,000 bringing in rocks. Mm-hmm. to to reinforce the peninsula and i'm like that just made my like Ugh. so anyways we have this this beach house and it had all this potential in the world it was built in 1978 and so it's a little bit newer than the lake house it was well built you can tell it when it was built but it was not maintained properly so they had inherited it in the early 2000s but they were running it they were yeah. running it and they had like holes in their sofas. They had some mattresses that were definitely 1970s. Did they leave mm. all the furnishings? They left. Ours too. I'm like, please they take left everything. Those beautiful. Please. Our problem was is we had some renters. Yeah. So we couldn't have even told them to get it out. So yeah. we had all this stuff and I, I had a hard time giving it away. Like yeah, I'll be so honest, I. I had to get a dumpster. And remove the stuff that I couldn't donate or give away. And I was like, this makes me sick. And so, but before we bought it, we didn't realize it that, so the home inspector, which obviously we're real estate agents, we know that we need to get home inspections. But the home inspector, he wrote, this is the first time I've ever seen it. He goes, home may fall down. Oh, no. As the <laughs> filings are rotted through. And I, I went to the seller and I go, look, I'm accepting this as is. There are fire hazards. One of the people that rented it told the inspector and he recorded it that they saw sparks flying in the rain and that water was flooding inside the home and it rained and they were just spending all their time with like buckets buckets and like doing laundry to dry out towels so that they could absorb the water. And I was like, that's a really nice. But I mean, they didn't pay very much. Like you really get what you pay for, especially on the ocean. So I feel bad for them, but they got a great deal. It was a beautiful view. So anyways, we negotiated. Until it burns down around you. Yeah. We negotiated some money towards pilings because it was a $70,000. Ironically, everything's $70,000. But it was Ramjack. But this is the Raleigh Ramjack, and they work the coast. So 
that was an ordeal in and of itself. They did a, a great job and it was a very challenging house. We leveled it a little bit. But wasn't it that you couldn't do, but the, the way that that, so checking, like when you're thinking about buying an investment property, oh, checking gosh, about like yeah. ordinances for like towns and things like that, because Erica doesn't do anything small. Like she has to like yeah. go in and it's always very nice. And, but there, there was a stop sign there and it's like, you can't do any more there renovations. There is the, I, they call it the Kama police. So oceanfront homes, especially in the state, are bound by the laws of Kama. And so their goal is, is non-conforming properties that are on the ocean, that are built older, that don't have the correct setbacks, they can only be renovated up to a certain amount of their tax value or appraised value. But oh, they God. add in depreciation, like they account for depreciation, and they do not account for the value of the land that it sits on, which is a huge part of oceanfront. So I had about $140,000 to work with to renovate as much of this property as I possibly could. And they valued it very, very low. Like they valued it terribly. And so I, I accepted it though. And I was like, we're just going to work with this because, you know, I could petition and I did have an appraisal. So that 140, was that what the limit they gave you? That was was the limit that I could have with the CAMA division of Oak Island. That, and that includes inside. It's inside out. It's, it is repairs. It is yeah. paint. It is. It is cosmetic. Like if you needed a roof, and you're to your budget yeah. of one forty, like you can't. Nope. You can't get and a roof. You have a year from when your first permit that's opened is closed, and sometimes, like the ramjack permit, took six months, maybe four or five months. It took a long time to finish that job because we had supply chain issues. We had issues with just them being able to work out there. They had turnover with their employees. So we had issues with that. But I mean, it was pretty much like I finished it close to those numbers. And I was just like, when those hurricanes were coming. Yeah, they, we were in Ireland. I was like, a hurricane was coming and she's freaking out. She's like, there's a hurricane. There's part of my roof on the ground. <laughs> oh yeah. And here's the deal. Like, you can't, you can like, let's say that they wash the house off. Like, if it's a little minor repair and you're still within budget, you're fine. Like, a few shingles, okay. But if it really made a, had a detrimental impact and there was, like, water that went into the property, you are looking at possibly having to rebuild it to the, to the standards and the setbacks. And the ocean eats away at your right. lot. Yeah. So that means that it's possible that some of the properties there cannot be rebuilt. You got to think about all these things when you're buying. You have to home. think about risk. So when I was first looking, I was looking at the, I think it was the Outer Banks. And I was like, oh, you could dip your toes in the water because literally water's under the house. And I'm like, that's great. And then I was like, my assistant, Lindsay, my marketing manager, she was like, Erica, five years and it's going to be in the ocean. And I was like, oh, yeah, didn't point. you see that video last year of the house that yeah, it was literally, it was some of those where they yeah. washed away. We, we definitely experienced that up in New York City, where we moved okay. from. Um, my brother-in-law actually lives on an island in between Queens and what we call, um, oh, yeah, what we call Rockaway Beach. Okay. So it's this little tiny island called Broad Channel, and it was all built, like, back during, like, Prohibition days yeah. with these little huts. Yeah. And so whenever we get... oceanfront. Oh, it it's in the ocean most of the time. Okay, okay. so this okay. is like emerald. so water yeah. underneath. So it's on stilts. So, well, 
Some of the houses are out on stilts. Okay. But really what happens is if there's like a full moon or like yeah. wind or a yeah. hurricane, yeah. pretty much everything floods. So during Superstorm Sandy, yeah, uh, there were boats in the street. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Like just floating on down. And after a while, that water undermines the pilings. And oh, yeah. when the house goes, you can't rebuild it. Like, they're not going to let you put it back in the ocean. That's how Carolina Beach was. So when I first moved to North Carolina, I moved to Carolina Beach. And I lived right over the bridge. I didn't really have flooding. But anytime, like, there's a canal street that takes you out the north end and you can drive out on it. So you're in between the canal and the ocean. But anytime there's, like, a full moon, it flood, the canal floods. And Crazy. then you've got the ocean on the other side. So it's just all flooded streets. And there's mm-hmm. nothing but houses in between there. So you'd see cars underwater and... No boats. I never saw any boats, but saw an alligator once. I mean, just all interesting stuff. <laughs> all interesting yes. stuff. But yeah, exactly. Yeah. So does, did their house wash away? So he was lucky in that his first floor was actually his basement. Okay. So when he bought the house, he actually raised it up. I think it was like eight feet. Wow. So his second floor was his first floor. So when Hurricane Sandy came in, it only damaged that basement level. But all of the other houses were not built that way yet. And so then it became like the ordinance for FEMA to build it back. They had to raise the houses and put a cement level underneath it to raise yeah. them all up. Well, that's cement level. Eight to 12 makes feet. Makes sense. Like a barrier from the upper mm-hmm. floor. Oh, so people cool. use it as like an open garage. That's how our boathouse is. So it has like this basement area that has a slab and then it has cement and they had built on top of that. Yeah. So... Oh, yeah, you know if it that floods, it's fine. That big snowstorm that came through this winter yeah. through the north. Yeah. So it flooded again and in his basement he actually had a fish oh, swimming through his basement. Oh my basement. gosh, that's crazy. I was like, "Well, that's a cheap Christmas present oh for your gosh. kids." Here's we your first still love it. Like even if it floods, yeah. just And like it. we're like, "Why don't you just move like the house always has yeah. issues." That's so fun though. Right? I bet the views are phenomenal. And not yeah. only that, did he not only buy that first property but he bought a second property oh in the God. same island i love it that's and that's really he has cool. like He's a renter high up risk. Top. Yeah, i love it right? you've got to be high risk if you do oceanfront you have to be comfortable with taking risks and you have to make sure that you have good insurance you can grant you can assume usually a an insurance policy for flood that's grandfathered in that can save you four or five thousand dollars yeah. a year significant their insurance policy if you bought now in there, is like $30,000. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. A year? Yeah. That's Because insane. it floods so, so often. See, we don't have the flooding issue because we're such high elevation, but we do have the freezing pipe issue. So we had just finished all the renovations, and I was like, okay, we're going to have some friends go. Just try it out. Give us some reviews. And she you know, texts me. She's like, is there a way to, like, turn on the water? And I'm like... <laughs> Uh, nope. <laughs> turn it on. Yeah, use the well outside. Like, turn it on. And I was like, ah, oh, the pipes might be frozen. Because we had like, what, negative two degrees yeah. up there where it was like 10 here, just here recently in December. Yeah, like, get a hair dryer out. And I was like, oh my gosh, our pipes must be frozen from, because we ha- you have to, you know, pipe wrap all your pipes. But up there, you have to have heaters in your crawl space to keep it all warm. So I was like, it can't be frozen because we, you know, have heaters down there and it's closed. And so I was like, can you just see if your husband can like go down there and look and see? And and she's like, yep, there's water pouring out of your crawl space. (laughs) And so we had a pipe bust in seven different spots. Um, Oh my God. Did you get your water bill yet? 
I did, but it was only like a hundred bucks extra. Oh, so it wasn't anything crazy, but the damage. Thank itself. God that they went up at that time. Oh yeah, yeah that's I can't true. Imagine. Your water bill would have been insane. Because when we were renovating it, we would turn the water off at the streets. We never really dealt with that last year, but you know, we had six thousand dollars worth of damage because we have to pull insulation and you won't have rehab. that problem again, though, right? No, and we also updated the pipes when they were down. They were like because they were copper pipes. We we're like, go ahead and put in like piping at this point so that's yeah. so much better for freezing you know yeah, instead of sure. metal getting extra cold oh yeah you should have yeah. seen the video they sent me i'm like of course of course you're like you know? awesome. and i felt so bad i was like do you guys like i'll give you another weekend for free and they're like honestly we've had so much fun we don't even care that we haven't taken showers in three days i'm like awesome. that sounds great because there's so much to do so yeah. hopefully we'll come back Right. That's the one thing, too. If you're going to rent it, like you need to make sure you have people that are yeah. able to make repairs in a pretty fast a pickle. Yeah. Like our trash needs to be taken and we need like paper towels and all these things. So I Airbnb, I ship all my stuff from Amazon to my cleaner and then my cleaner takes it over there for me. So do you have like a property management company that you guys are using or did she you does. just find cleaners? I do, but I found my own cleaner because the property management's cleaners are awful. Yeah. Like, you don't want bad reviews. Yeah, you don't want bad reviews. Our cleaner, she will go and check on it. If the storm comes and there's debris on the ground, she picks it up and she treats it like her own. Like her husband clocked the little area that he found. She notices we actually had a window that cracked uh, and we had it replaced and it cracked again. Oh, no. And so we have this beautiful ocean view, but there is a crack in one of the we had like panoramic like picture windows put in. And so it's just one of those things where if you don't have somebody that's actually paying attention yeah. to what's going on in the property, so much stuff can be missed. And the management company so far has been OK, but I don't know if I really need the management company. I mean, aside from some unexpected repairs, but like. We don't. So I, I chose not to because even if you do like Airbnb or BBRO, you know, they're going to charge you a fee to do it. So we just were testing the waters. So I put it out there on Facebook, Instagram. We have a page. What's your page name? It's Whiskey Retreat. So I have it on Instagram, but I've rented it every weekend. And then I just set the cleaners up to go. So and they're just paying me. So I'm doing it that way instead of having to go through a What do they company. charge for each cleaning? I It's usually 150 a cleaning. So, yeah, we pay 200 so that's so, not right. I think that's important just to have someone that you can trust to you know, go over there and check things out and clean. And, you know, I think that's helpful when you're thinking about, you know, buying a property that's mountains or beach or wherever it is. Now, so. when you guys were formulating this idea to buy a second property, how did you decide, you know, what your budget was going to be? You know, were you trying to aim for a certain rent level to level out your budget? For your mortgage. Yeah. So we determined that we needed to rent the property 180 days for $180 to make the mortgage payment and all the bills for a whole year and break even. So she really calculated that out. Very much calculated that out. And we looked when we were looking at the beach, you know, we were thinking about like duplexes and they had HOA due. So we were trying to find something that didn't have anything, which kind of pushed us to the mountains for the first time. But those are the things that you think about. So. Yeah. So my whole thing was, is at the time now it, it's increased the bottom line, but I didn't want to go over that jumbo loan. I wanted to be able to do a 10% down on my second home. My lake house was jumbo because it was over a certain price point. And I was just more comfortable if I was going to pull the trigger sooner and spend all this money renovating with only doing 10% down. And so I was able to do that and they did not rent for much money. And 
but it's starting to, it's called the tides mm-hmm. and it sleeps 19. There's, there's another home on Oak Island that's called tides, but it's not the same property. That's a four bedroom home. But it was one of those things where I don't really care as long as I can pay my overhead. It's not really for me, just like Melody. It's not meant to be just like a cash cow. I would not want to rent it out so much that people just trash it. So quality over quantity. Exactly. I want our family to be able to enjoy it. But I have put so much love into this house. And my father has done all his little touches that it's one of those things. You know, I take pride just like Melody. We want to make sure that the people that, you know, that stay there respect it. And so it's not that you spend a whole lot of money on the furnishings when you're thinking about buying a property too. I mean, you're not buying, you know, you're not going to Ethan and Allen and buying all furniture to go in your living room. You have right. to think that you're going to have to replace this stuff. And that's important too. So. Yeah. Well, I totally appreciate you coming, Katie. Thank this you. was so much fun. I know. And we'll be back for another episode. We'll have you join us again sometime. I would love that. And it was so much fun. We will talk again about Greece. Greece is probably one of my favorite places as well on we'll our next, next episode. Thanks for listening to the Tar Life Podcast with top producing mega agent, Erica Anderson. If you've enjoyed this episode or found the content to be useful or fun, please consider leaving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Visit our website at www.teamandersonrealty.com. We are actively serving the Triangle area, Raleigh, Durham, Charlotte, and the coastal regions of North Carolina. If you're looking to sell a home, please contact Team Anderson Realty to set up an in-person or virtual consultation today.